Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Welcome to Hobby Addicts, episode number 283 on October 17th. Welcome to the greatest show on earth. It's Hobby Addicts. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I'm joined by Caroline. How are you? Hello. I'm doing pretty good. A little bit overwhelmed with、uh, wedding preparations and all that. And if you, everybody's unaware, not my wedding, my sister's wedding. Isn't that just the best? Weddings are just. You know, you drain your bank account, you go through a bunch of stress for like one day, and then. Yeah. And then it's over. <laughs> anyway. And then it's over. And we also have Mason. Sin, sin, sin. He's in the house. He's feeling good. What is up? I am feeling good. I was more impressed with Caroline's response with the stuttering H sounds because that's、Sorry. way more difficult than the C's and the M's. So <laughs> props to Caroline for that. Thank you. I try. Wow, big credit coming to Caroline. All right, guys. Well, today on the podcast, I am going to talk about Squid Game, which is now the most streamed television show in Netflix history.、Um, so, if, we, if you haven't seen Squid Game yet, I'm going to talk about that. And Caroline is continuing her Halloween movie extravaganza with Corpse Bride. So, we'll talk about some Corpse Bride and Mason.、Yeah. Sometimes he's very ambiguous with his descriptions. He says, New Jim and Fall Stuff.、Mm. Ooh. So、I don't、yeah. know what that means exactly, but we'll get to that. But, but listen, Squid Game, it has to be Squid Game. I knew Squid Game was.、Um, have you guys seen Squid Game yet? No. I feel like the moment I do, it's going to be so out of like, vogue, I guess, <laughs> that nobody's going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, well. I've I- seen the bit of it, and I said like two weeks ago, I guarantee like, we'll talk about it on this <laughs> Hobby Addicts、yeah. one day. And I'm glad you were the one to step up and do it. Well, I knew that Squid Game was, had, had, had like, you know, gone to epic proportions because I, my father called me last night randomly at like nine o'clock or something, and I was eating pizza watching Squid Game. And I said to him, I'm watching Squid Game. And he goes, Oh, I heard about that on the radio. And, he, and that's the show where, you know, this and this and this happen. And, and I'm thinking, Holy shit, if my father, who can barely use a smartphone, Knows all about Squid Game and he hasn't even seen it. This show、mm-hmm. is permeated everywhere at this point. There's backwoods ass West Virginia towns radio. We're talking about fucking Squid Game. So、um, <clears throat> I did find out that it is now officially Netflix's most popular television series ever. It's ever been on Netflix. It broke the record for streaming, I guess, streaming numbers.、Um, it beat out Bridgerton. It beat out everything. Our Ozark,、um, you know, whatever. What the, the what have yous. I don't know what the fuck. But、uh, it beat it all out. So, Squid Game's got an 8.2 on IMDb. It's pretty good. It's、um, basically the description. First, first, and I will preface by saying this show is not for delicate audiences <laughs> at all.、Um, <clears throat> there's definitely. I don't know. I think I'm starting to like the Korean stuff because、uh, Korean hasn't become like. Korea's media hasn't become like wimpy the way that our media has. Like, they're still willing to. Be gratuitous in lots of different ways, and it's kind of refreshing to have、um, like the production company be a little more free handed with the types of stuff that they show. So,、um, and I think Squid Game shows a lot of that. Sometimes it's like 
you know, not very good things, but at the same time, you just feel like they're very liberated in what they create because they're not worrying about like what's like what people on the internet are going to say, I think. And I doubt that'll hold up for very long, but that's kind of how I view Squid Game because this, this TV show has a lot of fucked up stuff in it and it is extremely violent. So basically it's, and I apologize, all the names in this are Korean and I cannot pronounce them, but it, 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 um, it starts off with, um, this main character named Jung Jae and, oh, 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 that's, no, his name, that's the, that's the, that's his real name. Song Ji Hoon, I guess is, is the mm-hmm. name in the, in the TV show. And pretty much everybody in this show is impoverished, not impoverished, but they're all in debt. So I guess they're kind of impoverished, but by proxy, um, but they're all in debt and it, it really starts off the first episode by, it focuses on that main character as he struggles to uh, find money, to buy food, to buy a gift for his for his little daughter, he, he's divorced and his wife is re- his ex wife's remarried, and you know he only gets like very seldom visitation, and you know it's just like a very rough life. They definitely paint a very grim depiction of Korea, and, and uh, more grim than I think it really is to be honest. And but it's just because like this is, so to speak society has. Um, like hard times have just fallen on like a certain you know percentage of the population which is the same in really any country i mean i'm sure that there's like you know there are people that have gambling addictions and whatnot in the united states and and um so what happens is that he gets visited by this guy who is just like this clean cut looking guy in a suit and the guy plays this game with him which is like this game where you basically um like you put a folded piece of paper on the ground and then you try to slam your folded piece. It's almost like pogs, I guess. You try to slam your folded piece of paper into theirs and flip theirs over. And if you flip it over, you win, I guess. And so the stakes for this game were like, you know, uh, if you if you flip my thing over, I'll give you like the equivalent of like a hundred bucks. And if if uh, if I win, I get to slap you in the face because the guy had no money, right? Um, and the guy in the suit that just kind of shows up in the subway, he has. You know, I, I guess a whole briefcase full of money. And so he, the, but, um, uh, Song is not very good at the, uh, at the game because he really only wins like once out of a bunch of, a bunch of, a bunch of attempts. But at the end of it all, the guy, he gives him this business card and, you know, it basically invites him to participate in this, in this event or this game where money is available. And what ends up happening is, that he gets picked up in a van in like a hoodie and he gets in the van and they gas him and the van had fills with gas and it puts him to sleep and the driver's got a mask, a gas mask on. And when he wakes up, he's in this room with like 500 other people and they're just like 465. I think it's more than <laughs> it's four, 456. I think. Oh, it's, it's one of those two. Yeah. Sorry. Each human life in this place is worth, a hundred million won. So a hundred million won is a, so the won is basically like a thousand to one. So the Japan the yen is like a hundred to one. The won is like a thousand to one. So a hundred million uh, won is like a hundred grand. It's like a um, hundred grand, I guess. And so they're all in these jumpsuits. They're all numbered. You know, they they become like just pieces in this game, the Squid Game, and <clears throat> they get round up. And they get taken to this room, and again, they play this game, which is basically like red light, green light, one, two, three, you know? And um, anybody who doesn't, 
this is a sort of a spoiler, but it's like episode one. I don't really know. I mean, basically, um, if they put them through this like array of games in this show, and when you and when you don't win the game, you get they kill you. <laughs> basically, um, it's very violent. You know, a lot of people die during every game, and it's kind of like the Hunger Games in a way, I guess, um, because of like you know it's like this game, and there are there is a spectator aspect to it. And, um, and, but it also feels very much like something that would be in an anime, to be honest. It's more like Kaiji than anything else. And, um, but it's been really good, you know, and there's like different rules to the game. Like you can't quit playing. If you quit playing, they will kill you. If you lose, they kill you. Uh, if the majority of the people that are participating in the game decide they no longer want to play the game, then the game stops. So, uh, whether or not that comes into play at any point, I'm not really going to say, but, um, but those are pretty much the only rules, and there's like this whole host of personalities. There's like the main guy, who's probably my favorite. There's, um, there aren't that many women in this show, and the women that are in this show are very mean. <laughs> you have to watch it, but like they, they definitely. There's, there's even like some episodes where like the the guys are kind of coming together and finding like a brotherhood, and the girls are kind of like, go fucking fuck yourself and die <laughs> to each other, and I'm just like. Wow. So there's like a, there's like a couple girls in the show. Um, there's like a young girl who's from North Korea, and she's got a super bad attitude. There's like this other young girl who comes in much later, and she's got a bad attitude. And then there's like this older lady who um, <clears throat> like used to be a gangster, I guess, and she's got a super bad attitude, and she's basically crazy. Then there's like a thug a thug guy who is like part of like the equivalent of the of the, of the Korean yakuza, I guess, and he's a he's a pain son of he's a son of a bitch. And then, and then there's like this really old, old guy who's like on death's door and he's kind of nice. And then there's a couple other male, male characters that they kind of walk you through some of their backstory and they're eh, like, you know, you, you like some, you don't like some, they've, they definitely, each character definitely has their unique personalities. It's It's definitely a male dominated show. I don't know if that's just because men are stupid as hell and like, are more likely to get into a billion dollars of debt <laughs> than women are. And so like, they're not really, you know, eligible, like, so more men are eligible or what, but there's probably like, um, if you look at the cast, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to guess there's like 18 male characters and like three, what, three female, three women. So uh, I don't know why that is exactly, but <clears throat> it's been really good. I think I'm on like episode seven, maybe, um, out of nine. So I haven't finished it, but, um, it's extremely violent. There's definitely a couple sex scenes in it. Um, there's like some domestic violence type stuff. Um, a lot of people just getting their fucking brains blown out like all the time. So there's like blood everywhere all the time. Um, Fun. You know, so it's very violent. It's definitely, it definitely rated R for sure. Um, but uh, I can definitely see the appeal of it because at least as far as I can tell, this type of media, whenever... Whenever something comes on TV that is different and unique, and it's not just like the same random bullshit that you see on TV, people flock to it. And I feel like that's Squid Game. Like maybe we don't feel that same way about it because there's like all these anime that have that are games where you die if you don't win, and Battle Royale and all this. And by the way, Battle Royale would make a, a great Netflix series. Um, <clears throat> you know, this show is not like a lot of other TV shows, and so it makes perfect sense why people are watching it. Um, and people have a pretty high tolerance for watching like blood flying through the air in slow motion. So, you know, I, uh, I really feel like American audiences have a certain level of, uh, 
tolerance for different things, and we, and we can handle a lot of blood. So, and that's mostly what this show has, and it is a lot of blood. Um, there's definitely some organs and stuff like that too, but but it's been pretty good. Um, I don't think Pancake likes it as much as I do. Um, but shocking. You know, but, um, I think good, we, good. Pancake has good taste. We love to hear it. I think we both like it. I, I like it. I definitely like it. I'm gonna finish it. I don't think it's the best show ever. Um, I don't know if it warrants being the number one most streamed show of all time, and I assume that'll be broke. That'll be beaten probably in short order by the next big thing. But because as Netflix's subscriber base grows, you know, inevitably these records get broken. Just kind of how like the box office records always get broken. Because guess what? Inflation. You know, but um, I don't know. Korea is definitely making a lot of content for Netflix, and a lot of it has been really good. Like there was Sweet Home, which Caroline you watched. Oh, yeah. And actually, I'll talk a little more about it today because I watched a couple more episodes. How far into Sweet Home are you now? I am. Oh, I always forget. I think episode six. I think okay, I just so finished some, last night. All right. So some yeah, wild, stuff, wild stuff's probably happened at that point then. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't know, like, you know, Korea makes gritty fucking stuff. Like, I, I think of like Old Boy, which is very gritty. Um, and, you know, Sweet Home is pretty, pretty gory. You know, this is pretty gory. Um, I'm liking their content. You know, they've got some really great Korean zombie movies, um, Train to Busan and all that. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Train to Busan. So good. Yeah. The content is really good at coming out of Korea. It's honestly, as far as live action, it's like. Eons. And then you got Parasite, too. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that, but yeah. Um, you should. It's pretty, and it also kind of delves into of the impoverished state of South Korea, some of, some of South Korea. So I think if you like in combination with Squid Game, you mm-hmm. learn a little bit more about it. It's just like, uh, I feel like Korea has just blown Japan away as far as live action content. It's just not close. Uh, they've actually like developed more of like a Korean Hollywood type of feel where these their productions are extremely high budget. Everything looks great. Like you would never know. It wasn't, you know, Hollywood or some high budget production except for the fact that it's all in Korean. But like, I just feel like Japan hasn't even come close. Like they're not even trying. So I don't know. M- maybe they just don't care, but. I think we all have our strong suits I guess I guess but there's definitely been a rise of uh, Korean media and squid games just like the new new the new entry in that but um it's uh you know pretty good so I recommend I recommend people check it out like if you don't like the end of the first episode then you don't just don't watch anymore you the, the most of the like, most of the like shocking stuff happens at the end of the first episode and you'll know by then if uh, squid game is something you'll enjoy or not Good. That that was my question for you because I watched episode one and it was garbage. It was so terrible. I despised almost every second of it. So I'm glad to hear it's about the same moving yeah, I mean, forward. There, there's different games that are um, that were that ultimately knock other more people out, and people do end up getting pretty crazy and killing each other at times and stuff like that. But um, it's about the same in yeah, tone and execution. It's pretty much the same, yeah, I would say. Where does, okay, good. Where does the squid come into all this? Um, or is that just supposed to be a funny it's, name? It's just the name of the game they play when they're kids. Yeah, there's some, like, hopscotch, hop, like some, not hopscotch, like some kind of a game that's played with, like, lines drawn on the ground. And But honestly, that game hasn't appeared in the series, so I don't know. But the logo, the, like, the logo that they use in the, that this, I don't know what, the, see, like, um, I want to know more about the company or whatever that's like organizing all this, but like their logo ultimately like kind of rolls up to make the shapes of a squid. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> so it, you could have called it anything. I do like it when they have they have a giant piggy bank in the room where all the people sleep and it's full of like 
So like whoever wins ultimately gets 40, like $45 million um, and the equivalent of it. And like they have this massive piggy bank hanging above all of the bunk bed area. And it's just like full of money. Like it's huge. It's like, the, it's like a, it's like a, like a, like, I don't know, like an entire Brinks truck sized piggy bank full. Of just I hate like, it so much. It's so gaudy. Money. <laughs> but I love watching it's all so the money. I, lo- I love it when they, when they're dumping the money in though. Um, after, you know, like a bunch of people get killed and they just dump their dump, whatever their life is worth into this piggy bank. Um, so, but Mason doesn't like it. It's I really, it's just, it's just <laughs> there for spectacle and it does that well. But like when you actually think about anything in the show, it's so aggravating. I oh, like it. I, I despised it. it. I, I love it. I, it. In fact, last night, did I'm, you watch the, uh, sub or the dub? I'm watching this sub. Okay, that's definitely the right call. Yeah, so I, I don't like watching dub for live action. Like it, it makes the mouth flaps look even more distracting. Yeah, because they're more precise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like just last night, I was going to get that pizza, and I was like, "Wait a second, wait a second, I'll, I'll go get the pizza." But I want to watch them dump the money into the piggy bank. <laughs> and that was like after game four or whatever, and then they never dumped the money in; they just skipped it. And I was like, "Fuck." Oh, sad. I was like, "Fuck this." <laughs> They didn't have so. the budget for another money dump, <laughs> ironically. So, on a side note, if you ever want to be a millionaire for us for a few days, go to you can go to Korea and just exchange like a thousand bucks, and you're a millionaire. So, a millionaire in Korean money. So, all right, that's Squid Game, um, a game where the you die if you lose, basically, and um, they don't give a fuck about your life, basically. Yeah, it does get so, into. I mean, it does that. It does get into some more social themes later that that you know people may or may not roll their eyes at, but um, you know. But ultimately, just remember, you're in it to watch people get their brains blown out. That's what I'm in it for. So, but it's been pretty good. How about how about how about uh, Sweet Home, Caroline? How are you liking that at this point, episode um, six? It's it's okay. The th- the thing is, is that I'm still finding it hard to keep track of what's going on because it it feels like they'll they'll just really go fast through like main prop, plot points and then just move on especially now that I you know again don't really know much about Korean names so it's kind of hard to remember those yeah. um and some of these characters I'm just like why are you like this <laughs> Um, like for whatever reason they get really angry with the um I guess they would call him like the leader of the group the uh I guess he, I think he's like a doctor or something or a med yeah, student. a young kid. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, you're so cold and heartless. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. But his decisions make sense. Like, why wouldn't you use the guy who's already been infected to do more of the dangerous work? If yeah. he gets hurt, he get, he heals. He It's like, why sacrifice somebody else to do the work? than the guy who does not get hurt. <laughs> it's like, what? It's just dumb. So they're angry at him for that. Although there was this one point where, um, I mean, I will say slight spoilers, but it's not that massive of this a deal. This show's been out for quite a while now. Yeah, true. And so the firefighter woman, she kind of oh, does whatever she wants because, cool. you know, yeah, yeah, I like her. Um, so she doesn't really care. What, what, she doesn't do anything that is really bad, but she will go throughout the building kind of doing what she wants and trying to figure out things. Um, but then the leader goes up to her and he's like, you sure like to do what you want. And, um, and he uh, tells her to leave. And she actually wants to leave anyway. But the fact that he tells her to leave and yet he is keeping the man who just murdered somebody in front of everyone is like, what? Where? What? <laughs> 
Like, the guy who murdered somebody actually had a pretty good reason to do so, but I am really having a hard time trying to figure out your priorities here, my guy. I can't remember who murdered who in that. A lot of people died. It was like the gangster guy with the scar on his face. And he was holding Uh, somebody hostage at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, He Um, was an asshole. Yeah. Um, All these gangsters guys are all assholes in these shows. (laughs) I also think the... The different monsters that appear just seem so arbitrary, too. Like, especially when I'm trying to compare what happened in the show to the Wikipedia page so I make sure that I understood what's happening, because, again, I'm having a hard time doing that. They always call them by certain names, like the Vampire Monster, the Speed Monster, the, uh, what's it called? I don't know. There's only Protein Monster. Isn't there a fat bloated guy? Yeah, it's like... It's just so arbitrary. Bloated they monster. just feel the glutton monster. Oh, that's yeah, what that's called. what he is. Like, and then yeah. the eyeball monster. I'm just, can we just make, I, I, I keep on getting this show mixed up with The Walking Dead, but like in how it, the logic works and how you turn into these monsters. And I still don't understand how they turn into these monsters. Um, but I keep on getting that confused with like, oh, if you get bit, then you're a monster. But that's not the case here. And I'm still not sure what it is. But I wish they would make the monsters just a little bit more baseline. Like, I need... It just seems like they throw in these weird features on the monsters just because they can. Hmm. But, yeah, it's it's okay. I will finish it eventually. Um, Good for the spooks. (laughs) It's a good Halloween (laughs) show. It's a good Halloween show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it ends. But how about your actual Halloween adventure that you're on right now? Yeah, so I try to watch some movies every week to get into the Halloween spirit. And I tried watching new stuff over the past couple weeks, but this week I just wanted to watch my my classics that I always like to watch. And I decided to watch Corpse Bride, which honestly is underrated. I freaking love Corpse Bride. It's so good. Have you ever seen it? I haven't. Have you seen it, Mason? I have not. I know it's another Johnny Depp and Helena... Bonham Carter, whatever her name is. Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. Um, yeah, so, you know, that the Tim Burton movie. And honestly, I think it's kind of better than The Nightmare Before Christmas. But you think it's better? Just me. Yeah, I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas, at the very least, is it's, it's a wonderfully made film. I'm not saying it's a bad film by any yeah. means. But Corpse Bride is just... Okay, so here you have this guy. His name's Victor. He's like the nouveau rich uh and he's getting forced into a marriage with this woman named victoria victor and victoria Mm -hmm. okay um and she is from the old money but they are completely broke at the moment so she has the name he has the money we're gonna put our two kids together and they're very they've never met each other so of course they're apprehensive about a wedding um but then they meet and they have one discussion i'm like Immediately after that discussion, I'm like, "Frick, I love these two," and um, and so then they're happy about the marriage, like, like yeah, like I can I can be married to this person, um, but then he in, in the rehearsal for the wedding he messes up his vows and like is he because he's clumsy and not doesn't have a very good memory, so then he's forced like out of the rehearsal trying to learn his lines, he goes into the forest, he practices, he eventually gets his lines out. But he accidentally says it to a corpse, who is now uh, his bride. Ha! Uh, uh, 
That's and the then, name of the movie. Her name's yeah, the name of the movie. No, her name's Emily, but <laughs> she's a br- she. She was supposed to be a bride, but then she died in the forest waiting for her uh, husband, uh, soon-to-be husband, because he abandoned her. Um, and so he's, she's been waiting for a husband ever since. Is, it, is so, this yeah, one of those claymation movies? Yes. But okay. it's so fluid. It's just amazing how they do this. Yeah, maybe um, they, they probably learned a lot from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And, like, this is their this is their thing. They get it. They, they know what they're doing. Um so, but the funny thing is, like, as much as I like Victor and Victoria, Emily's really nice, too. I, I you know, of course, she's great. Um, got some good songs in there. The Underworld is, like, a whole lot more lively than the Living World, which I think is a pretty uh, good uh, juxtaposition. Uh, what and yeah, it's about just, how many it's, people are there? How many people are where? In the Underworld. It's like, you know, a crowd of people. A few it's, billion? It's, like it's, a few billion? No, they don't show that many. It's kind of like a little town underneath the real world. Um, and so it's it's not like you don't see like a ton, ton of people, but there's probably at least 50 individual characters that they've made for this underworld world part. Um, and yeah, so it's yeah, it's, it's a really nice movie. And I don't think we talk about it as much as we should. So I highly recommend somebody watch Corpse Bride this Halloween season. Is, is this one also a musical? Like the, uh, like the, Nightmare? yeah. Why are these not fucking Broadway shows yet? Like I keep, I, I brought this I up before, know. but they write themselves. Like Nightmare Before Christmas would be a huge smash hit on Broadway. I just don't get but it. The like, thing is, is that the, the character designs are just so classic and it's, it would be impossible to do this live action. I don't, um, I really don't think so. Like I saw, I saw Aladdin on Broadway and they even managed to do the genie pretty well. I mean, you'd be, okay. So he's a big man. That's blue. It's, it's not, it's not difficult. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why the next Tim Burton stuff or later on was Sweeney Todd, which started as a musical. So maybe he's taking your advice backwards. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I mean, all these Disney shows have been musicals and like, honestly, in my opinion, Probably I'm maybe not that popular of an opinion, but like I think The Lion King is not as good as Nightmare Before Christmas. That's just my opinion, but like well, yeah, I don't think Lion I don't King think that's, is amazing. That, I'm not yeah, saying it's not amazing. Spectacular. I do think it's kind of an apples to oranges kind of thing because they are pretty different. Well, and I think that the music for Nightmare Before Christmas is already written and it's quite excellent. So, like, uh, you don't even have to do. You don't, it isn't like you're even doing it from scratch. The fucking thing's already done. Just adapt it. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I don't know, because I think the animation lends itself to being the reason why so many people love The Nightmare Before Christmas and these other movies. Mm, I don't know. I think the so- I think the, th- the thing that people remember about the about those movies is, the, is the, are the songs. OK, but let's so. take Jack Skellington then. He yeah. is a lanky guy. Yeah, very he lanky. is so freaking lanky very. Um, and very memorable. And handsome. Try to put that on stage, though, and think about how it will look. How I mean, would how would you do that then? I mean, you, I don't know. I just think they can they can definitely do it. Like you'd be. They could definitely do Skellington. I mean, for like uh, for the for the genie, they had like they had like uh, like machines on the floor of the stage that would come up and like make him spin on the on screen and do all this stuff, and they'd have smoke and fireworks and all this. Like they would just pour a shitload of money into it, and if, you know they could have a, a a guy who's natural already like six four who's skinny and put him on like, you know, eight inch stilts and boom, Jack Skellington. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. It can be, it can be done. Okay. 
I guess the stilts would help. But I mean, why? Not? <laughs> in, in a world, in a world where we're always looking for like you know easy money and entertainment forms of entertainment, I just Corpse Bride and Nightmare Before Christmas could both probably be musicals. So, and I would, and I would go see them. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, not uh, well. Not to derail you. No, no, it's good conversation. Um, I was going to watch another movie this week, but I didn't have the time for it. But I know eventually I will be watching Paranorman, which is another movie that I always watch for Halloween. And it's not claymation, but it kind of takes from that similar style. And, ah, uh, God, Paranorman is just so good. Please watch Paranorman. it. Paranorman? <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. What is that about, though? Paranormal. So it's about this boy who can see the dead and, you know, makes being made fun of in school and stuff or, you know, being weird and like, oh, they call him you know, paranormal Norman, paranorman. Yeah. Um, his name's Norman, by the way. <laughs> I um, got so that. <laughs> so his his estranged uncle contacts him saying like every year. You have to read this book from the witch's grave, which is like this town is kind of like a, uh, a Salem, uh, Salem, Massachusetts kind mm-hmm. of place where there's these this witch that everybody uh, it's a t- big tourist attraction. But everybody thinks it's just a legend or a story that they do a Halloween or a fall pageant for every year or whatever. But it's actually true. There was a witch. And if you don't read this book to her every year, then she will awaken and the curse will bring back the dead as zombies. Um, so he has to go and do that, but he doesn't do it correctly. And the the dead is risen, including the judges that, that uh, uh, what's it called, sentenced the witch to death originally. So they're causing havoc on the town. And it's just such a good movie. I highly recommend it. Don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Well, let's let let's let Mason jump in here because I know he has things he wants to talk about too. So no, mm-hmm. no, your stuff is far more important because it's like actual like legit things that people can be like, oh, I can go watch Squid Game or Paranorman or Corpse Bride. Hmm. That's way more interesting than my stuff. All my games, all my books, those are all like in progress. So I don't want to talk about them until I've completed them. So I have just boring stuff to talk about. So keep on going if you got stuff. I mean, I won't talk too much about Paranorman because, as I said, I will watch it and probably talk about it. Um, but yeah, I haven't really done much else out, done much else this week, really. I played a lot of uh, Keen and Bridge of Spirits yesterday. I'm almost done with it, um, and I still think that this is real quick. I still think that it's. I would wait for the price to drop again. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to be forty bucks forever. I'd wait till it was down to like twenty and get it on a sale. Because it really is short and pretty monotonous. Um, and the difficulty level, don't be thrown off by people saying how hard the game is. It's one of those games where I've, I've now tapered the game up to the hardest difficulty that's currently available. And I'm not really having all that much trouble with it. I think that really it's one of those games where the game has about 10 different enemies that you fight. And once you've figured out exactly how to um, like handle each enemy, the game becomes a lot simpler. And it's really a lot of just like not staying still at any point. Because the enemies are pretty aggressive. As long as you're rolling around a lot and constantly moving, and you know exactly how to beat each enemy, I don't really don't think the game's that hard. So, but um, are you getting uh, fancy hats for your tater buddies? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really all there is in this game is hats, and <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I am going to get the platinum if I can if I can beat it on master level. I'm going to play it again. But um, yeah, that's about it uh, for me though. I don't have anything else really to say. Caroline, I don't know about you, but um, if nothing, let's let Mason go. I mean, I am working a lot at the Hallmark store again. 
Really? Oh. Any yeah, uh, any more funny complaints from customers? Uh, nothing too much recently because you know it, the Hallmark store is not that you know awful of a place to work. It's not an aggravating the... place to like <laughs> exist in. Yeah, I mean, like, sure, people can be rel- like some people can be aggravating, but nothing too recently. Although we have been working a lot because this week is debut ornament debut, in fact. So a lot of new ornaments for christmas and stuff and people go nuts for this stuff like they're dropping hundreds if not thousands of dollars on ornaments in one go it's crazy nice nice Um, people think gamers are like oh new games dropping or new movie comes out midnight show (laughs) like do they have that at hallmark where there's like a line out the door at like 10 p.m they're like oh new (laughs) not (laughs) out the door per se But, like, it it gets busy, especially when new ornaments are dropping. So there are people who will have, like, a checkoff list every single year. We have this catalog that we send out, and um, they'll be like, I want this, 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 this. And, yeah, they they get massive amounts of ornaments, which I also kind of get some ornaments every year myself because some of them are adorable. Um, And also some of them are very cool, like... um, we talked a little bit about the Nightmare Before Christmas. We have, like, these things called storytellers, where they're ornaments of the characters, and they connect to each other through Bluetooth. So if you press the button, they'll reenact, or they'll do, like, scenes from the movie. They'll sing some songs and, like, actually talk to each other. Um, and then we also have one for Star Wars and Star Trek. And Star Wars has the Death Star as a tree topper, and that lights up and also does the opening song, uh, that connects to the other characters, and the same thing for Star Trek. It, it's Enterprise, oh right? That's what goodness. it's called. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's also a tree topper and looks amazing. And if you get, if, like, it's so expensive though. So if you get the tree topper and all the characters, you are about to put down like four hundred dollars. <laughs> I was gonna ask, is it like video games? You guys have like pre-order bonuses, like order now when you get uh, the tinsel. Uh, set like included and you get like the star topper dlc like <laughs> yeah, i don't think so i like people do pre-order but that's just in case they run out of ornaments because that's oh, that happens goodness. like we run out of ornaments especially for the limited edition stuff we only if, for limited edition ornaments you only get a set amount and you cannot order more and even for the regular ornaments it's difficult you have to wait a long time for more to be ordered and if you are not on that wait list there was a good chance they'll be completely gone before they even hit the shelves. So, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> I mean, my hobbies aren't any better, but I'll, I'd love to hear that other people have just terrible obsessions as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly a thing. Like, um, I'm not going to judge, but holy moly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but I was I was frustrated last night because I was working. And it was the first day of debut. So, of course, we sp- sold like a frick ton of ornaments. And I had to stay there for like an hour and a half after closing just restocking the ornaments which i didn't even finish (laughs) it's like why did i stay this long if we weren't even gonna finish it Uh, yeah it sucked (laughs) um and i'm sure the people who are working today were not exactly thrilled about it either because they had to uh, pick up the slack before we opened but yeah fun fun stuff i mean if you haven't gone to a Hallmark store, I highly recommend it because (laughs) there are a lot of cute things they're great during the holidays there's there's such great stuff there yeah. Honestly, but I, I mean, you got some of the best Christmas programs you've ever seen, but really the best place to go for that kind of shit is Etsy. 
not the. Don't talk about Etsy in my presence. I mean, it's true. As a Hallmarkian. I mean, it's it's true though. I can go on Etsy and have like a Mega Man tree ornament made for like thirty bucks. Well, yeah, awesome. but is it of great quality? I mean, handmade quality. I mean, do they talk to each other? Uh, no, probably not. Ain't nobody needs ornaments that is like Wi-Fi, Bluetooth connected for like to play out scenes from your favorite sci-fi series. Nobody needs that. And in the same place, Damn, just pretty. get just get your cruddy little kid who's like seven years old to just like compile a thing of like matchsticks and call that an ornament and stick it up. Like, just do that. Don't and save yourself the embarrassment. But in the same place, can you also get a ornament? Uh, themed game of Monopoly? Oh I don't God. think so. All right, we got to call it here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Mason, did you want to add anything? Nah, nah. We'll save it for an after party one day. You and you and your Hallmark. You Hallmarkian. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Was this really just an ad for Hallmark? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. Could have been longer. I was late today. It's my fault. But, boo, uh, boo, I boo. know. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Shower me it's with, okay. Your, with your disapproval. It's all right. We forgive you. But um, I love you guys, and I hope you enjoyed. And I'm looking forward to getting Kina off my plate so I can play some more stuff and I have more games to talk about. And, and you, listen, Caroline's got the right idea. I've been doing it too. I have so many horror movies I could be talking about because we've watched seven or eight of them this month already. And, you know, if you, if you can handle horror, it's October, baby. Get, you know, plop down yourself on Netflix and uh, get some popcorn and watch a horror movie every night. It's pretty good stuff. So, And uh, we'll see you next time, guys, on uh, Hobby Addicts. Take care. Peace out. See ya.